You're listening to the Coaching Matrix Private Podcast. Okay, welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Matrix, you guys. I'm excited for our call today. Um, We're going to be talking about generating demand. And this is one of those concepts that like, I take a stand both ways, right? Like I think that demand is created in our mind. For the most part, that's where the, like the majority of your focus is going to be is like the mindset of like believing people want what you are selling. People like are interested and intrigued and like find what you do fascinating. For a lot of you guys, like that's a huge shift from like, no one really cares. No one pays attention. No one like even knows what I do to like people want and crave what I do. And then there's this other side and I'm going to briefly mention it at the end of today's call, which is like marketplace savviness or like actually understanding what the market wants, because sometimes that's a legitimate thing that I don't think enough mindset coaches talk about, which is like actually like appealing to what people want to buy versus like just only focusing on like your belief. I think there's both. Today, we're going to mostly focus on generating demand with your, like at the level of thinking. And so I first want to like read you the definition of demand because I think it's interesting. The desire of purchasers, consumers, clients, employers, et cetera, for a particular commodity service or other item, right? Like their desire for what you have. And then the other shorter definition, which I really like is insist on having. And if you've ever like wanted something, you know, like as a consumer, right? Like w- whether you've waited in line or like a new product was coming out and you're like really excited for it to come or a new movie or a new book, or like you ordered something and it's on its way, like that, that feeling of desire, like we want to create our, our like businesses, our sales processes, our onboarding so that our clients feel that same way. Like I want this, right? And that starts with the creator's mind of like, people want this. Like, it's interesting. Like how many times a day have you thought my clients want my offer? And what you will notice is if you haven't sold anything, you probably haven't been thinking that thought. (laughs) You probably haven't been thinking people want this. People are waiting for this. People are intrigued by this. If you have some sales, you're like, maybe you've had that. What is the temperature? Someone's, I'm going to mute. Okay. Um, like, and if you've started to sell stuff, you might actually like have that thought, like people want this. And the more you can think that the more creative you're going to be, the more your energy is going to align with the sales so that people like feel that from you feel your belief. Um, and so one of the things that we're going to talk about today is like how, like one, how do you actually like believe that? <laughs> Cause it's like easy in theory. Right. And so one of the things that has helped me is like, when you have a really good product or service, it's easy to believe in it. But some of you guys have awesome products and awesome services, but you don't believe that. And so part of our work is to get sold on what we do or what we offer. Um, And this takes like actual conscious attention from you. It's not just going to happen. And so one of the things that I did early on is like, I would like journal, like what's great about coaching? Like, that's what like, what's great about life coaching? What's great about this first course that I made? You know, and I would like force myself to come up with solutions um, because I think on default, our brain is going to be like, well, you suck. (laughs) Well, you're not good enough. Well, actually no one wants what you have. And so if you let your brain go on default, like you're always going to feel kind of shy to talk about what you do or to like believe in it publicly, which is sales, right? And so one of the things that you might just put like a sticky note somewhere 
is that people want this. I say that to myself every time I record a podcast, every time I get on social media, like I, I consciously bring forth that thought because that thought is not a result. It is a creation. It is your, the creation that you start here. And so you have to believe that people want what you have. And that's just a thought. It is truly just generated within. And the more you practice it, the more familiar and comfortable you'll be like actually like believing that like people want this. Um, and then something that I want to talk about is, today is status. And I first learned it, like this isn't just like me pulling it from my brain, although I have a lot to say about it. The first person that introduced me to the idea of status, his name's Russell Brunson in the book, Expert Secrets. I highly recommend all of you guys read that book. Um, at some point in your business. And he talks about this idea of status being like how we perceive ourselves, right? For a lot of you guys, if you have felt like maybe people aren't buying from you, I, I would challenge you to think through like, do you, are you helping people elevate their status, which is the way they see themselves? And a lot of times people don't buy from us because actually they think their status is going to go down when they buy from us. So our job is to one, believe people want this and create an experience that elevates their status that like, and it's not just socially, it's also within their own minds. Like I'm better. My life is better because I worked with this person. Because one of the things that we have to fight against, I think most of you guys are, are like coaches on this call. Um, and it, this is true even with products or services outside of coaching, but like when they pay us, right, their status actually goes down because they're spending money. And they're afraid of that. They're afraid that their status is going to go down or like they're going to the grocery store with their, or like out to lunch or something with their friends. And they're like, oh yeah, like I hired this, this coach. And they're like, what? You did what? Right. That, that emotion that they would feel in that moment is like a decrease of status, that shame or humiliation. Like, oh, like, yeah, like I did this. Right. We want our clients to be like, yeah, like I love it. My life's better. I'm doing this. Like I'm getting all these results. Right because of their perceived like elevation of status. And so one of the things that I think might be helpful for you guys to do, this is getting sold on what you do, right? Um, like, and this is, so like, it's just important to see. So um, this is what I would do for all of you guys. When your client joins, we're gonna say this is like the decrease and this is the increase, right? Um, when your client joins, like we, we often think like, of course their life's going to be better. Right. And that's true. Life is better. I would make a little list. Um, relationships are improved. Like maybe they look better confidence, right. We can go on and on. I would make a list specifically for your ideal clients. Um, maybe you have a product that's like, they have peace of mind. Um, maybe they're less overwhelmed, right? Like there's, especially for life coaching, there's tons, but even if you don't do life coaching, like this is for any product, right? Like the point is it's going to make their life better. They're going to feel healthier. They're going to make more money. They're going to have better relationships. They're going to lose weight. They're going to be able to have a skill set, right? Like something happens that makes their life better. And most of the time, this is what we think about. And we're like, why isn't anyone buying? Or why aren't as many people buying from me as I want them to? Or you have like a launch that isn't as successful as you think. And one of the things that I think is important is like you have to look at the other side of the coin, which is like, like they have less money than they used to if they invest in you. And for a lot of people, they're like, if I pay this money, my status goes down. And they don't, this is like a subconscious thing, right? Like they're not like, I'm worried about my status. I can't hire you. It's more like, 
what's my husband going to think if I spend this $2,000 with this coach? What are my, what's my mom going to think if I start a business and invest in it? What are my friends going to think if I start losing weight? Like, and all of a sudden I'm not going out to eat with them. It's sneakier. Um, you know, maybe they lose friends or people think they're different. Right. And I think this is, this is where you can really have the empathy and that actually creates demand for what you do, because it's like, I understand that. Um, I understand that you're afraid of people thinking you're different. I mean, this is con this is also content. You can address this side, which feels risky, right? It feels risky to talk about the downside of why they're going to hire you. But I think it's also really honest and it gives people that sense of like, she gets this, she gets that this is a big deal to me. Um, and she understands why I'm hesitant. And it gives people more, more sense of belief. Like I know for me, like when I hear people talk about the downside, I'm like, oh, like this is realistic, right? Like this isn't like foo-foo in the clouds. This is real. Like they know I'm going to be losing money. Like when I invest, they know that I'm, my life situation is going to change. Um, they know that people might think I'm weird or different. Um, but speaking right to it, instead of pretending that this side doesn't exist, actually helps you generate more demand because you can take that and really kind of like affirm like their fears and say, I get that. I understand, but I promise, like, I have your back. I know it's scary. That's why working with me is going to be, be okay. I'm going to help you through that while you create a better life. And then you speak to the status that they're going to increase, right? While you make more money, while you lose weight, while you create more peace of mind, while you create better relationships, I get that this is scary. I understand that it's a big deal. It's a big investment or it's a, it's a big decision for you and that you're risking your, your current life for the life that you want. This is why I blank, blank, blank. And you can help fill in the gaps with your offer. One of the things that has helped me is like for my sales copier, when I'm talking is like thinking through my client's perspective of decreasing their status, right? And one thing that's interesting, he talks about this in the book, Expert Secrets. He talks about his wife because his wife is like, I don't really care about money. And he's like, but you wouldn't show up in a Lambo to your mom group. This is to his wife. And she was like, that's true. That's still status. So actually like becoming wealthier can cause you to lose status with people in your life, right? Getting healthier. You think that's all great, but what if they have unhealthy friends? right? What if they have friends that love to complain about how overwhelmed and, and overworked they are? It's crazy. This is all subconscious, right? Like, this isn't something they're like naturally thinking, but they have these fears. Like if I get healthy, if I start taking control of my time, if I become great, I might lose everyone I love. And so some of you guys are trying to sell stuff and you think it's you. You think it's like that you don't have the, like you're not cool enough or you don't have enough like exposure or experience or the great words and what you're fighting against truly is like your clients and your customers are thinking this, they are afraid of a decrease of status in their life of any change. And so all sales is about change, right? Like literally you only sell something if you're helping them change something. <laughs> and so we have to be really conscious of this. I think that this is where the future is going to go is like people who can speak to this and like alleviate their fears walk with them to a decision so that they can actually elevate their status and get what they want out of life. But I think starting there, recognizing anytime someone hires you or pays you, they're risking a decrease of status. And instead of pretending it's not happening, talk about it.
<laughs> I think it can make people feel at ease around you. The next thing that I'm going to share with you is, um, so I, that's like kind of the foundation that I wanted to start with. But the next thing I want, if you, I'm, I'm going to change it. So just if you want to take a picture, it's going away, <laughs> um, is generating demand. So there's four ways. This is just from my brain. So maybe there's more, but there's basically four ways to generate demand. Sell something people need. This is important or think they need. Maybe they don't actually need it. And the example that I want to give is what happened with COVID and toilet paper. People thought they needed toilet paper and the demand for toilet paper went crazy. Anyone remember this, right? So it's not always just selling what people need. Like sometimes it's what they think they need. Okay. And the next thing is sell something to get people out of pain. Um, so if someone, you know, a lot of times people make outrageous decisions. I know I have, like, for example, I had a rip in my couch. Um, and so I bought like three products off of Amazon because I was in pain, right? <laughs> like I need paint, like this, like leather paint and I need this repair kit and I need this spray. Like I bought all of it <laughs> because like, I was like, my couch, right? And so I'm trying to give you examples of like when people buy, like I've had people pay for coaching when they were going through something. And guess what? I don't know. And this is important. We don't know when our clients are going to be in pain. I think about this all the time. If I don't show up today, I might've missed my opportunity to serve someone who was in pain and I could have provided a solution for. This is what drives a lot of like my ability to like show up consistently. I feel like a lot of you guys are probably going to resonate with that. When you, we have a lot of compassion for people. And when we imagine them in pain, we're like, I need to create something for them to help them because they don't have to stay there, right? The next one is what they want. And you guys know, if you've been in my world, like this is where I really like to create content because I'm a dreamer. And a lot of my clients are dreamers. They have a vision for something better. That's another reason people invest and they have demand for what we do. And so part of our job is to sell the dream and to learn copywriting and ways of, of writing and speaking that help people feel inspired, right? I think that um, there's a, this balance, like we don't, want, we don't want people to be like, oh, you're so inspirational, yay. And then like never hire us, right? <laughs> and so there's this skill set of like being inspirational to get people not just feeling inspired, but inspired enough to take action. And this is where I think the combination of understanding their, their fear of a decrease of status, right? Like speaking to their fear, speaking to, they don't want to like be a failure. They don't want to invest money and then like get nothing, right? Like that's a huge fear of people. They don't, they're worried what people are going to think, but they have this dream that they want. They have this idea of a better future, even if it's small right now, even if it's just like, I have a dream that like I could work six hours a day instead of 10 hours a day. I have a dream that like maybe I take a one extra day off a week. I have a dream that I'm not always yelling at my husband. I have a dream where I wake up peaceful instead of stress, right? Something where it's a better future, okay? Like that's another way to generate demand, the way that we speak, the way that we talk. And it's not necessarily about our dreams, it's about theirs, right? Helping them see the vision, helping them believe it's possible. And then the next thing um, that I already talked about is like elevate status. I think this is what, these four things are what generate demand. And actually like if we're, if I'm being like 
more logical, elevate status includes every single one of these, right? If I give people something that they need, like they feel safe, they are at peace, like peace of mind that secures their status, right? If they're in pain, they sense a decrease of status with that pain, getting them out of pain will help elevate their status. Like everything's about status, right? According to what they want. And so part of our work is to understand the psychographics of our clients. And this is where like, I love this stuff because it's not just like writing down your ideal client, like, oh, it's like a 35 year old single mom who is trying to start over. Like that, like that's, those are like the demographics. I'm interested in what people think, especially if you're selling coaching or like mindfulness or a solution that helps support people's well being. What are they thinking about? What kind of person invests in themselves? What kind of person like actually like pays for support getting to an, another level? And a lot of times we accidentally think about like our friends who we love, right? Who aren't investing in themselves. <laughs> I, I saw my friend on Friday and I love her so much and she has her own little business and it's awesome, but she just wants to like keep the status quo. She, she's not the kind of person who's thinking about this big vision and wants to invest in this big vision, right? So do you think I write copy for her? I don't. I write people, I write and I think about and I innovate for people who are like wanting to create a solution and pay for a solution. And so it's interesting, like maybe for some of you, you guys are gonna like really this is gonna hit home and you're gonna witness like sometimes you accidentally write <laughs> copy or content for people who are like kind of antagonists, like they kind of don't believe in what you're doing and you're trying to convince them. And I think the shift to generating demand is to think of people who are like already wanting this. And the example that I first like learned this idea, it was from like a marketing professor. And he asked his students like, what makes the best hot dog stand? And the, you know, the student, maybe some of you guys heard this story, but like the students would shout out like the best product, right? Like the best tasting hot dog. Maybe you make it a combo or maybe it's like a really cool location. Um, where there's like cool lights or like a cool table or a cool place to hang out with their friends. Maybe it's like the cheapest, maybe it's the cheapest hot dog. And the, the marketing professor is like, no, a starving crowd. And so part of our work is to write and innovate and think about the people who are already looking. They're like on this list. They're thinking about they want, they're hungry for what they want, or they're in pain where they're trying to get out of it. That's who we're thinking about. And so sometimes that convincing energy comes from like, you're just talking to the wrong person. And that was helpful for me. Sometimes generating demand is just remembering who we're really talking to and not getting caught up in convincing the people, especially like in your real life. This is what I've found. My friends, my family, like they, they don't get what I do and I don't do what I do for them. I do it for you guys who, who understand what I'm trying to do. And so this was helpful for me. I hope it's helpful for you. Like, are you, when, and this is like all in your mind, right? When you're writing, when you're like typing on your phone, you're on your Instagram post or the, the email to your list or whatever, are you imagining people that you need to convince to work with you? Or are you imagining people who like are stoked about this solution that you're offering? Like, I've been looking for a coach. I've been looking for something to help me feel less stressed in the mornings, right? They're already looking for you because then your copy just, it, it changes. We're talking right to that kind of person. Um, and you're going to notice like sometimes, like I'm being really honest, sometimes I fall into the graspy convincing stuff too. And so we don't need to judge it. 
this game is about awareness and increasing our awareness about, about generating demand for people who already have the demand for our solution, right? And so this is where I, I wanna kind of talk a, a little bit about what I said at the beginning. Like, it's not just, it's not only mentality, even though a lot of it is what you believe about your people. Sometimes it is like a marketplace fit, right? Um, and the example that like kind of came to me that I, I studied this person, he was like selling to newspapers, right? And it was an awesome product, awesome service, but like his, his business was decreasing every year. And it took his mentor to be like, yo, you're selling to newspapers. Newspaper is like a dying industry, <laughs> right? And I think that that example of like, we have to pick clients that like want what we have, right? That are on one of these lists. Either they need something and they want to pay for it. They have the capability to pay for it. They're in pain and they have the ability to pay for a solution or have access to funds to pay for a solution, right? Um, and in fact, another example, I'm just trying to give examples so you can see. Um, my dad, actually, when COVID hit, my dad, one of the things that he does, because he's an executive coach, is he helps people build their resumes. And one of the th mistakes he made was he accidentally was marketing to people out of a job, right? He's like, I coach people who are out of a job. Like, they have a lot of pain. They, they want to get a job, but they didn't have the cash to pay for coaching at that time, right? And so it, it was close, but wasn't quite the right fit. If you want to make it really easy on yourself, do this work where you're identifying, helping people get out of pain and to get what they want to increase their status and that they have the funds to pay. Or you create an offer that matches their, their fund level, right? Um, I think that that's appropriate too. Like leveraged group offers is helpful because you can, you know, it's not like super expensive. It's more doable for people. And I think that that can help them. But still, we still have to consider they still think it's a decrease in status, right? Like we talked about a little bit earlier. It's still a decrease in status to pay for to pay for something. Why would they want to? Why over time will it actually increase their status? And so I think that that's helpful in like in real life, actually. I was hoping that someone, someone wants to come on and we can do it for real for your client. Anyone feeling brave or anyone want to do this work? Like thinking through decrease in status, increase in status for your specific client. You can just hop on and tell me you want to do it. Anyone feeling it? Because this is where you have like endless content and I'm, I'm going to kind of break it down. I'll do it. Awesome. Okay, Lonnie, tell me which client, which client are we talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's say just like somebody who it has been like trying to get pregnant for like okay, fertility. Okay. So yeah. obviously like, let's do the increase in status first. Okay. Ideally they, they get pregnant, right? Yeah. Okay. What else do they get when they work with you? Um, they get like, all, like tools to set, like set them up to be healthy in general and like yeah. through the rest of their life. Yeah. And that will also like make an impact on their entire family. How? Um, well, like I say to my clients a lot of times, like, oh, well, what you're learning now isn't just affecting the way like you get pregnant it's also teaching you how to teach your kids how to be healthy yes. and then you can impact generations by 
just what you're doing now, even though you don't have a family yet. Yeah. What else do they get when they work? Because this is about one-on-one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do they get? Like, let's like think even a little bit, this is going to be good for everyone. Like what else do people get when they work with you one-on-one versus like a course or like a Pinterest diagram? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like someone that is there to listen as like almost like a third party, like, um, well, someone like who understands cause they've been there, but also like, it's not like you always want to be every time something comes up that like triggers, you know, someone who's dealing with infertility, for example, like they don't always have somebody who knows how they feel, I yes. guess. So just like that relatability, um, yep. And conversation, like being able to actually like converse about it rather than just like listen to, you know, a podcast or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of you guys selling one-on-one, like this is very, this is like what I would really drive home. You could join a course, you could read a book, you could join a group program, but like no one's you, like no one has your story, your wants, your unique things, right? You are the special snowflake in one-on-one. Like it is uniquely you. And so someone like for, for you, Lonnie, like someone, like maybe they have, you know, like a thyroid issue or PCOS or something that's, that feels really personal, or they have a history of like obesity or like, who knows, right? Like whatever they're coming to you with is very personalized for them. Like increase of status is like, I got you. I'm not worried about everyone else. I got you. Like your Mm -hmm. unique history and whatever you're struggling with. And, um, people that like people who want coaching want that right what else mm-hmm. um i feel like you have resources too um so you make it easy yeah i do so i know i know a little bit more about yeah. so i'm poking and like pulling some out for you yeah but you make Please it easy, <laughs> like um because i think like one of the things that people want they're like to increase their status is like time getting time back. Right. And um, yeah. they don't have to scour the internet or do Google searches about what food to eat to boost their fertility. Like you just like give it to them. Yeah. Okay. This is, yeah, I was no. actually thinking that because, Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was thinking that because like, I've had people say like, Oh, it's so overwhelming all the people out there and the articles and the Instagram accounts and the like, just really overwhelming, overwhelming having to like, like you said, scour through them and figure out, Oh, what works for me? What doesn't work for me? Because it's like having somebody to like actually guide them through all of that and make it more individualized rather than just like the general information that people put out, which is still helpful, but it's, but it's not because think about like why, why you guys are all here, right? Like you could find YouTube videos, you could find, you know what I mean? The people that we hire, it's like to, to make time shorter for us. I don't want to do all the research. I don't want to find all the things. Help me just cut that time shorter. Give me the relevant information that I need right now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. This is obviously like funds, like money gone, right? When they, when they pay you, they lose money. That, that, they it's an investment right but like when they pay you literally like there's less money in their account when they pay you yeah what else um 
I think uh, it can be hard to accept that you're not able to get pregnant on your own without help from somebody else. And specifically, like, it's a little bit um, different because I'm not like a doctor, you know, like, I'm like, doctors will specialize in like, the medicinal part, but like, this is like holistic. And so it's a little, um, on what's sort of looking for, like, not traditional, uh, like, you know what I mean? What's the word? (laughs) Mom brain, but like, it's not the usual thing that people do or like the usual route. Yeah. So what I'm going to challenge you a little bit, like what kind of person, where, where is she at? And like her mindset and her like even the journey that she would like look for an alternative solution has she already been with doctors um I don't really know the answer yeah I mean I think either it just either and both and I don't know um Yeah. (laughs) Like some people that I've talked to and worked with have like worked with doctors too, but some people are just like, I just want to try this first. So I don't really know how to answer that. (laughs) Okay. That's okay. I feel like the psychographic conversation would be helpful. Like when I imagine this person hiring you, like, and this is for all of you guys, like she's like ready. She's like, I'm ready to do everything in my power. I want to talk to Mm -hmm. the doctor. I want to talk to the coach. I want to like get healthy. I want to get my food right. Like I am, I'm in this. Cause I had a friend who like, I, I saw that shift in her when she was going through her infertility. Like she was ready. She was okay. Decreasing her status because she believed in the status of getting, of getting pregnant, of starting her family, of getting what she wanted. And so it's Mm -hmm. not someone who's like dabbling. Like you don't want that might be something that you say, like my coaching isn't for people who are like, Oh, like maybe I'll do, like, maybe I'll do some stuff. It's like, you're committed and you're ready mm-hmm. to like actually follow through because they've, they're getting out of pain. That That's where your clients yeah. at. Right. Um, because it, it like, they could stay in pain. They could wallow. There's people that do. I mean, this, this is a mm-hmm. coming from like a lot of compassion because I have loved ones who struggle with infertility, but like, there's people that just kind of sit in it and don't, don't try every option to make it better. Yeah. That's not your people. Your people are like mm-hmm. looking actively for solutions and support and help. So yeah. you're speaking to that person, not the person who's like, I don't know if I need to, you know, increase, like, I don't need, I don't know if nutrition's going to help me. I don't really want to go through all that trouble. Like you're like, yeah, you're yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that goes along with like the example you gave before about like someone who's trying to lose weight. Like there are things that you have to sacrifice, like that will help you. And if you're not yes. willing to, well, that's the other thing Like they know. have to give up. Yeah. Foods. <laughs> and, um, maybe like, that's something that's very real for people. Like, what if I have to like give up, the, like eating out with my family? Like that would be very real to someone. Mm-hmm. You should address it. Because they probably, they, they, they're, they're like, oh, I'm nervous. Like, what if I can't do it? Like, um, the other thing that I think a lot of people think about, what if I fail? Like, what if I tell my whole family that I hired this coach and I spend six months with them and nothing happens? Mm-hmm. Every one of your clients, you guys, is afraid of that. I'm afraid of that. Mm-hmm. For me, 
And so I know you guys are afraid of it and your clients are afraid of it too, right? So then one of the other things that I think this help, like, helps you think through is like, what needs to go into your offer so that when they have that objection or that fear, like, well, what if I fail? You're like, oh, that's okay. Like I check in with you every single week. I like, you won't fall behind. You won't slip through the cracks in my coaching practice, like my coaching with you. You're not just a number. And so one of the the cool things that you can do is use this list to like help you have a sales conversation that like hits all the points that they're afraid of. mm -hmm. What's coming up? Well, I was just going to say, I feel like when you're talking about that, I thought about accountability, which could, I think, go to both increase and decrease because Mm -hmm. like you need the accountability and it will help you like being on a call every week, making sure you are drinking your water Uh and, you know, doing your exercise and whatever. But like, also people are scared of accountability because it means they actually like have somebody that's gonna, yeah, I guess like whip them into shape for lack of a better term. Yeah. Because you are sold on on their future so much, right? Like that's one of the benefits. Like I would say increased status is like, you don't have to do it alone. You know? Um, in fact, let's add that. Like some people see having a support system and this is what's interesting. What I've noticed, like wealth consciousness, people who are wealthy, like, and, and have money talk about how supported they are. They never say they do it alone. They're not like, you know, I'm just doing it all alone. <laughs> like, no, like I have a housekeeper. I have a coach. I have a personal trainer, right? Like they have all, I have a wealth advisor, like people who have money, like, like doing it with people and you want to sell to people who have money to pay you for coaching. And so it's a, it's an asset. It's an increase in status to have you in their corner. Have you ever thought about that? Mm, not like that. <laughs> Think about it. It's kind of fun. Um, other decreases yeah. of status that you've seen or heard, or like even just perceive in other people. Um, it kind of goes along with like what you were already saying, but I feel like and even the example that you gave earlier about like, oh, my husband, yeah, what my husband thinks about me investing $2,000, you know, like a lot of times family members aren't on that, in that same spot where you talked about like the readiness. And yeah. so thinking like, oh, why don't you just go to your doctor instead and have insurance cover it or whatever, you know, just something like that. But like, yeah, I guess like the fear of what other people think. Yeah. And this is where I think a consultation would be really powerful. Cause one of the things, this is kind of a tangent, but I think it's going to be relevant for everyone. Like when I hear this on a consultation, like the biggest issue that I see is like people go to their relationships for permission instead of support. They, Mm -hmm. they are looking, they like, okay, I need to talk to my husband. And I'm like, okay, why? And like, I'm, bold or like why do you need to talk to your husband and and just out of curiosity you know and a lot of times it's because they they feel like they need permission that will impact someone's ability to follow through on the life that they want if they're looking to other people for permission instead of saying hey this is really important to me will you support me in me hiring this coach that's a totally different conversation and like well I was on a console today it's two thousand dollars like I don't know like oh don't do it they're like oh okay right? Like, I'm not going to do it versus like empowering the person. Like this is your life for you, Lonnie. Like I know, you know, you have like a method and resources and 
education and mindset support and like all of it to help them increase their fertility. And that's what they want. They want this. But if they look for permission, they like, it's almost like I want it, but it might create some problems if you know what I mean. And so that is a decrease in status. They're not going to, they're not going to be able to overcome their own limiting beliefs about what's possible and how to get the support that they need. Mm -hmm. It was a little tangent because it's not really about status, but I think that that, that objection is a really important one to know how you're going to handle it. Yeah. Anything else? For your decrease, I mean, this is a lot. So, like, I would say, like, here's your content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like I know it's scary to invest in yourself. Most people grow up never investing in themselves, except for like a college degree, right? And then it stops, and your growth stops. Your ability to create what you want stops, also. Or like talking about admitting, like, I know it's scary to admit that like something's wrong or that, that something's not going well with, especially with fertility, it can be super sensitive and you address it because you're the expert. I'm not, but like, I'm just like pulling stuff out about what I would say. Right. No, that's perfect. Cause that's exactly how I was. I was like, didn't want to admit that I was infertile, like mm-hmm. having infertility. Yeah. 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 And for all of you guys on this call, like your, your client has their version of that right? They're, they're, they're really afraid of it, admitting that they need help or that they want help, which is funny. Cause like the more successful you get, the more you realize that you ask for help that way you don't have to toil around by yourself. <laughs> That's good content too. You know, and um, like, you don't have to spend hours Googling stuff or living in fear or like, like neglecting some of the solutions because you're afraid. And um, of course, like always, like the increased status is still important. It's not like we don't talk about what they get when they work with you, but I think addressing their fear helps them see like, it actually like removes their reservation so they can feel the demand for what you want. Like, oh, like she gets it. I actually do want this. Like I want someone in my corner. I want someone to tell me what to eat. I want someone to help me walk through this process and help me with my fear. What's coming up for you, Lenny? What's coming up? No, I'm just excited to try it. Talk more to yeah. this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of us, like, if you're like me, like I'm, I don't like talking about the decrease in status, but what I've found is the more honest I am about it, the more at ease people are. And that allows them to have like the vision come because they're like, Oh, like she gets that. Like, she's not like, lying to me she's not fooling me you know that makes it more real that makes the vision more real for people okay any questions from you Lonnie first and then I'll open it for the people too okay I'm good okay um I have like all these notes okay did anyone have any comments or questions about what I just like the little exercise I did with Lonnie I have a few more things to share Um, the next thing that <laughs> I looked, looked up some stats today because, um, it's, you'll see what, and I was like mind blown. Okay. There are 5 billion people that use the internet now. I didn't know that. That's a lot of people and 500 million use Instagram. And sometimes I think we're like, no one wants what I have. It's like, you just haven't found them yet. 
one of the things that I think about is like, there's like a stream of people, like of demand of like people who want this solution, who are looking for someone to mentor them, to coach them, to give them products and services to help them get what they want. Your only job is to figure out like, how do I like stand by the river and be like, hey, like I have what you need, (laughs) right? Um, That requires you to put yourself out there. It requires you to create content and to think about these people. And this doesn't even have to be like, um, like getting people out of pain. It could be about what they want. You know, it's like, they're already looking for something and they're already on the internet and you don't even need that many of them to make a huge difference in your business and in your life. That's something that really helps me. I'm not trying, like maybe one day it'll be millions of people, but right now I need like 20, (laughs) right? You guys need like five. Some of you, some of you need a little bit more. Okay, a hundred, right? Like it's, we're talking about such a small percentage of the population. Like that gives me a lot of of certainty and confidence. And I hope it does for you guys too. Like we're not talking about tons of people. You're just trying to find your people that are looking for a solution that you have. Are you willing? In fact, um, I heard this, I think it was like from Simone Soul. I think she was talking about like, like she's like playing the violin and like every day she like plays the violin and some people walk by and never say anything. And guess what? We're not playing for those people. We're playing for the people who who come and like, are like, wow, like you're gifted. Like, this is amazing. Thank you. And maybe they come back again tomorrow, right? They follow you on social media. They get on your email list. They're DMing you. They're emailing you questions. Maybe they get on a consultation with you or they inquire about your product or service, or it's someone who wants to do a deal with you or whatever. It's like, but you have to show up long enough for them to like get it and to appease them and to sell the vision and to decrease their fear about all the loss of status, <laughs> okay? Um, and so I just wanna recap before I open up for like hot seats and these questions and coaching, um, kind of what we talked about today, which is like, one, demand is created by you first in your mind. You have, like, you have to summon the thought that people want what you have. It feels uncomfortable, especially if you have zero. I, I remember this. It's like, it feels like foolish or naive to be like, people want what I have and like no one's asking you anything, but that's how it starts. And so you have to sell yourself first on your offer. Um, the next thing we talked about was like the status, right? Like the increase of status. Most of the time in sales, we push the increase in status. Like you're going to have a better life. You're going to have better relationships. You're going to make more money, all this stuff. But what holds them back? They're like, yeah, that's great. But I have to lose money. I have to spend time. I have to risk my family members thinking I'm crazy or thinking I'm weird, I have to risk friendships, right? All the things that they have to risk is the reason they're not hiring you. And so part of our job is to learn how to reach them and make them feel empowered around their fear and that you get it, that you're not just brushing it under the rug. People don't like that, right? Well, I have this concern. You're like, oh, it's no big deal, right? Like you, no one likes that. Like, actually, can we talk about it? So I encourage you to talk about it in an empowering way, like agreeing with them. Like, yes, it is a lot of money. Yes, this is going to, like, I am going to ask you to spend a lot of time here. Yes, it is different than anything you've ever tried, and it can feel risky. I get that, (laughs) right? Meeting them where they are and then leading them into the conversation of, like, but if you commit to this work, this is what's possible. This is why I include this in my offer, right? One of the things that helped, like, helped me create offers was, like, going through this list and then providing solutions for each of their fears, right? I'm worried it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, I get it. That's why I created this resource for you to cut down the time or whatever, right? Coaching helps people collapse time to get what they want. And so one of the questions that might be helpful for you to think through, you don't have to ask it this way, but one of the questions that I've asked before on a consultation is, like, well, you're going to you're gonna get there. It, it might take you years. 
that's fine. If you're, if you're okay with that, like there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I know how to make it happen faster for you because I've already experienced this and I can help you learn these things faster. And I already have tools or resources available for you to get the result that you want faster. Right. Um, and so I think instead of pretending that the negative side doesn't exist, diving into it, understanding how you can help people there, like we did with Lonnie, it'll help you create content, but also like just like understanding how to talk to people about what they're really thinking. Because they're going to give you an excuse like, oh, it's just not the right time. Or like, you know, I've been thinking about it. Like, it's not like they're mean about it. They're not like, you're the worst. Usually it's like a lot softer, right? Usually it's a lot sneakier. And so I think a lot of times it was because of that decrease of status, they didn't know how to articulate it. This is mostly subconscious, right? But the more you can make it conscious and have a conversation about it, the more people are going to believe you and then take you up on your offers. Okay. Um, and then the next thing we also talked about briefly was like sell to people who want, who want it, who want to invest, who have the money to invest. Even if it's just in your mind, imagine people who have the money, um, it's just, it makes you feel better when you ask for the sale to imagine that they have money to spend. And <clears throat> that, that takes some time, right? Like not some time, some focused energy from you. You have to actually do that work where you're like, people are ready, willing, and able to pay me for this. Okay. I'm going to open it up. Does anyone have any questions or want to work through it? This kind of conversation with your offers, or if it brought anything up for you, now would be the time you can just jump on and we'll chat. Um, I do. Awesome. Uh, this is Cindy. Yeah. Hi, Cindy. Hey. Um, I'm not actually sure how to make my video. I was thinking in terms of my books yeah and so I made a list of why I thought you know people would read my books but I think the harder part is to think at least for me is why they wouldn't yeah <laughs> well, why, my question why don't you read like if there's a book on the shelf what would make you not read a book um I don't like the cover um, it sounds boring. Yeah. Um, it's not a genre that I read. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Boring or like one of the things that came to my mind is like waste of time for people. Like uh, if waste, I read of, this, waste of money, waste, waste of time. Of yeah. Yeah. Which in your case, like that might just be part of the game, right? Like there's going to be some people that don't like your genre. Right. You're not selling and to them. I, You're selling I, to the people who yeah. love your genre. <laughs> right. And I definitely don't want to sell to somebody who doesn't want to read my genre because right. then you get a bad review, right? Yeah. So you want to make sure that you hit your people. Yes. Um, so I guess my question more is like, so how do you like hit these things, you know, cause on my list, it's like relaxing, escaping, less overwhelm, yeah. gives them courage, um, inspires them, um, empowers them in different ways, yeah. takes away their boredom and stuff like that. So how do you use that? Like in copy? Cause as yeah. I'm starting back into this, I'm thinking, okay, I, I need to, the only way you can 
possibly, at least that I can imagine at this point, um, be successful doing this is by me jumping into ads. Um, yeah. I, I think ads and, is one solution. Yeah. Do you have any author friends? Oh, I have tons of author friends. Hello, I live in Utah, which yeah. is author. <laughs> um, do you have any author friends with like a platform, like an audience that you could? Tons. Okay. That's what I would do. So then, so then thinking about them specifically, right? Like it's not just necessarily people who follow you because they already love you. The people who follow you, who read your books, like they're going to buy the next book. But when you're selling to someone who has never read your book before, that's where they have a decrease of status, right? I might read this book and waste a whole weekend. I might read this right. book or I might buy this book and never read it. And then I wasted money. Okay. Um, and so that's like, okay, if you're going to sell to your friend's email list and you're going to give her a kickback or whatever deal you work out, like what kinds of things are her people thinking? Because it's like, I feel like the people who are already buying your books, you don't have to worry about their decrease in status. When I love an author, I, I pretty much buy whatever they come out with, right? Um, you kind of like overcame all their, their questions and objections. They get you. They understand your writing style. They like it. It's more the right. people that have never heard of you or or have heard of you and, and your books, but have never picked it up. What, where, what are they thinking about? Waste of time, bored. I'm not going to like it. Can you think of anything else? Um, maybe since my books are clean. So my, my whole platform is that they're all on clean that yeah. maybe they'll like, they, maybe won't get the thrills that they're getting in other books. Yeah. Um, you're really getting me to think here. So this is good. So good. especially I, I think reaching new audiences is, is really important. Um, especially for what you do, like you want new people to find your books, you know? And so I wouldn't worry about trying to increase the status of the people who are already buying your books there to get it. It's like this conversation is more for the people who haven't read your books yet. And so, yeah. I don't know. You could be kind of creative. Like, and so one of the things that I found is just being really upfront, like being like, I know you might think this is boring. <laughs> like, I know you're worried about it at being boring. And I get that. That's why I, you know, I, I'm like, just that could be like a great conversation starter. Like, I know you think this kind of like teenage love, it's so cliche, right? Well, let me tell you why da, 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 like this character is da, 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 and then kind of like pique their interest. You know what I mean? I think right. just a P like, like I get your objections. I understand what you're thinking. I know that you're worried, you know, or if you're like a lot of my, one of the things that I like to say is like, if you're like a lot of my clients or if you're like a lot of young adult readers, or if you're like a lot of readers of so-and-so's audience, right? So you don't want to be like, you are like this, but like, if you are like this person, you probably think clean young adult love stories or whatever are, can be boring. They're like, yeah, <laughs> right? And then what? How do you take them on a journey where they want to buy the book? Right. Okay, this is good. This is something that's helpful too. I should have said this earlier, but um, this conversation kind of sparked it. When people have objections, that also means that there's a desire for what it is, right? The people who like, like to use your example, Cindy, like 
people who don't read young adult fiction aren't going to have objections. They're not going to think anything. They're just going to be like, I don't read it. When we're, when we're thinking about overcoming people's objections or their fears, it's because they want it. They are looking for an interesting book. They're looking to relax. They're looking to be immersed in a story. They're already looking for it. True. So now I just have to figure out how to get my ads serving the correct people who yeah. would I, I hear what they yeah, I don't know a ton about ads, but I do know there's a lot of power in doing lookalike audiences. And so you could target people who like an, a, maybe another author and it's like similar in genre. That would be helpful. Yeah, I've, I mean, I have dabbled in this stuff before I kind of, you know, jumped off the edge of the cliff yeah. a few years ago. And so I kind of know that, but. I just always didn't really know who it was I was trying to tell to read my books, you know, like yeah. I, I knew who already reads them, yeah. you know, and I know that I have, you know, a million plus readers already. Yeah. It's awesome. But I've kind of abandoned them too. Right. Cause mm -hmm. I haven't been putting anything out for the last, couple of years which I was always very religious in getting out you know a, a book mm -hmm. every three months or so yeah do you have so an I think I, yeah do you have a book that you're working on that's coming out well I actually have three that are pretty much done they just need to go to the editor I I just all kind of stalled out yeah. you know at that point and so I just need to, I sent one to an editor. Um, so she's working on that. And I have a whole new series mapped out and all of that stuff is like all in line. I just couldn't make myself work on it. Um, do you want to, I'm going to give you my hack. I always tell people something's coming and I tell them when. I don't know if you can tell them when exactly, but maybe like, because because you're working with a publisher, it's like a little bit different but I tell people something's coming as soon as I know something is coming. Okay. Because one, it builds that intrigue and, and curiosity, which is like the only thing we have with our customers and clients. The only thing that keeps us having a relationship is their curiosity in us and our curiosity and care about them, right? That's a relationship. If I don't care what's happening with you and you don't care what's happening with me, we don't have a relationship. And so the more um, like chances you have to get them curious about what you do, you have a relationship. So I would definitely like write an email to your list and say, I can't wait. Something is coming. I can't tell you what it is yet, but keep your eye on your email. You're going to love it. All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. And then think through like what author friends could you promote? I mean, you guys could cross, like you could promote their book to your list. You could promote their, your book to their list. Like kind of share just so you can get new eyeballs yeah cool yeah thanks Cindy thanks. yep hey anyone else have a question or want to come on and work through problem solving coaching anything that's coming up
the, oh, I forgot. Okay, while you guys are thinking, if you don't want, if you don't come on, that's okay. I did have one more thing that I wanted to like a, a hack. So one of the things that um, is helpful is if you sell less spots, then you, for this isn't really relevant for books because you want to sell lots of books. <laughs> but if you're selling coaching specifically, selling less spots than you think you can fill is really helpful. So like if you're doing free consultations, for example, and you think there's probably like five people that would probably buy, like sell three because it creates demand. And then one of the things that I should have said this earlier, but it's just coming to me now. So we're talking about it at the end. Um, so then you're gonna like publicly share when people are joining. I think that's helpful for people to see that creates demand. Another thing that creates demand is seeing other people buy it, right? Like they think they need it. Like that toilet paper example we talked about, right? Everybody's buying toilet paper. I better go to the store and buy toilet paper. Oh, like two people already signed up for a consult with Kim. I better sign up for a consult with Kim because I'm kind of on the fence and other people are doing it. And so sharing like publicly people joining um, is helpful to create demand as well. I should have said that a lot earlier, but I feel like it's a good tidbit to think through is selling less spots than you think you can fill. Okay, now that I did my little tidbit, <laughs> anyone else have a question that they want to work through? Brooke? Can I? Yes. Hi. I always have questions. I know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so I think I have an issue with like this, not an issue. I, I have a personal issue with like this demand thing because my limiting belief is always like people don't want to pay for this. And you know, like our products are not very expensive, but I think I have in my mind like stereotypes about the culture that we serve and how people don't want to spend money on themselves. They would rather spend money on their kids. They won't spend, you know, $7.99 a month to meditate for an app. Um, so I think just in hearing everybody talk, which was super helpful, it's like there are going to be people who don't want to pay that. Like there are going to be people who are like, that's, they're not going to do that. That's not who we're talking to. Right. Right. Well, even if they're listening, that's not who you're imagining because then it's like that convincing, like you should pay for this. You should want to pay for this. And they're like, it just doesn't feel the same. So I'm trying to give a, a clear example, like, in like marketing, I can't think of an example. If it, if it hits me, it'll come, but I'm just going to kind of walk through this with okay. you. So like when you yeah. imagine this new meditation coming out, like who's in your mind that would like really benefit from that? I mean, I think every, everyone should, would benefit. And I think the price not everyone is will. ridiculous anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone should. That's no, that, that's a different yeah. argument, right? Like that's a different <laughs> conversation. Um, I mean, I think like, especially after talking last week, it's probably more about people who are meditating that are looking for something that really fits like their faith and fits that, mm -hmm. that niche for them right. in, like, in a way that nothing else does. Think about the difference between copywriting of like, hey, you should really meditate versus like, hey, if you're meditating and you're a Christian, you'd really love our app. And they're like, oh, it's, it's different than like, this is why you should meditate. It's like, this is why you should, yeah. you meditate already, you'd love our app. 
or if you want to dip your toes in meditation, you've been already, you've been thinking about it forever and you want an easy way to get started in a safe environment that is in alignment with your beliefs, try the small seat. What about like, we have a, a meditation workshop that we haven't sold as many spots as we would have liked to. How do you like, how do you get your, like, not be so disappointed and be like, well, see, like, there's no one out there that wants to buy this. Like, how do you, how do you redeem a, like a negative maybe launch or just something that wasn't as great as you, as you hoped? Um, yeah, I've had lots of launches that sucked. <laughs> and um, that's why I know, like, how did I have a successful launch now? Because of all the failures. And one of the things that I would ask is, like, did you build up enough hype around what you were doing? Was it interesting, sexy, intriguing to people? I don't think so. Like, I think that's something we need to do better next time is, and even thinking about, like, having a limit on spots. Like we were like, there's 40 spots and we've had 14 people sign up, which is not terrible. I mean, it's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a nice little group, but like sharing as people join and, you know, I even have like, I'm getting a mailing ready to go and I have one package left, like that I don't have someone to send it to. And I was like, should I post and just say like, there's one more here. Yes. Like would love to send it out yes. to you. <laughs> yes, you should. Um, do that. That's your homework. The other thing that, um, I think through all the time, like if, if you're a level, like if you're a, your clients are never going to be as excited as you. Right. And so if you're a level five, they're going to be like a level one excited. In fact, I think I was just talking about this with someone on this call. I don't know who, maybe not. (laughs) Um, anyway, like if you, if you want your clients to be excited, you have to be level 10, but they're still not going to be level 10. They're still going to be like level five or six excited, right? So you have to bring the enthusiasm because they're not going to be enthusiastic about what you're doing. They're just not. We're, we're enthusiastic about our own life. Totally. Okay. So how do you do that as a person who, like, I am not a cheerleader, like, because I'm not, like, I'm just sort of a matter of fact person and it doesn't come naturally. I like, I watch. I watch some people on Instagram that are like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with this new pen that I got. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. So how do I do that in an authentic way when that is not like, I'm excited, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to feel like a level it Because if you're level four excited, guess what? No one's excited. No (laughs) one's buying because they're not feeling anything. And so I'm going to ask you like, what are you excited about in general? Like not even business, but like, what are you excited about in your personal life? Um, sleep. Okay. Maybe a better Um, question. How do you get your kids to do stuff? Dance parties sometimes. Hmm. That I would never put on Instagram. Okay. You don't have to dance. I don't dance. But that energy that we're talking about is real. So find that energy in a way that still feels authentic to me. Yes. I, I'm not a cheerleader. I don't dance. Like I dance with my kids. And yeah. Kids. Very different. Right. right. Um, I mean, that's I, why I like you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like more like, <laughs> thanks, Brooke. <laughs> um, more low key, more <laughs> chill. 
But like, I know if I'm not excited about what I'm doing, my clients will never be excited enough to pay me. I, I just know that. And so my excitement looks different. Like I talk with my hands, I talk a little louder and I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm really involved, mm -hmm. but I'm not like, like I don't, that's not, yeah. not me, okay. but I do have a version of yeah. me that's excited and you have to show them that. And it doesn't have to be a video. It can even be in words. Like you can read things that in invoke that emotion. Um, and for this launch, it might just be like getting your last spots. But for the next time you do something like this, I recommend like a sequence of letting know people know something's coming, teasing it for as long as you can. Something's coming, something's coming, something's coming. Pay attention to your email. I can't wait on September 10th. This is coming, right? And then like doors open tomorrow. Make sure you open your email. Doors are open. Doors are open. Doors are open. Doors are open. Yeah. Doors are closing. Doors are closing. Doors are closing. Right. Like yeah. there's that sequence, and yeah. you have to bring that energy because that's how people. Yeah. You love meditation. I. You just told me you think everyone should meditate. I do. I do, and I think it's just right. Like energy, I can relate to. Raw, raw. I. It's hard for me to do that authentically. Yeah, but you I don't have to do rah-rah. Like, and there are people who do that. Yes. No offense to anybody on the call who's totally rah-rah. Like, it's awesome. It's just, like, it's not me. But I think Wait. that's the hard part sometimes but for yours me could be on social belief. media. It's finding what's me. Yeah. yeah. Yours could be belief, conviction. Like, belief. I, feel like I feel conviction yeah. about what I do. I'm not like, rah-rah, you know? Like, And sometimes I am excited. Yeah. My excited shows up differently, right? But you have to yeah. let an emotion guide you. It can't be like, okay, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah. Because then you, okay, because okay. what, what happens is we prove ourselves right. Right. Well, we'll see if anyone wants it. We'll see if anyone joins and guess what? You're going to get less than you could have because you didn't do like yeah. show up. Like I think we're, Rebecca was on this call, but she had, she just finished out a launch strong yeah. because she kept showing up. Right. Um, oh, sorry. I'm seeing. Yep. Um, and so I think you have to find your version of that. It doesn't have to be rah, rah. Let's do it. But it, yeah. what, like, what is Brooke's version of like conviction or belief or yeah. intrigue? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't have to okay. be excitement. Thank What's you. another strong emotion she can use to call in and summon? Yeah, I think like belief, conviction, um, determination, belief, power, conviction, power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing they will get yeah. at a time to entice people. What will one person gain or lose because they join you on your app or workshop? It has to be something they really want, need to move out of the regular. Yeah, yeah, because it's, yeah. It, it has. We decrease in status every time we 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 buy something for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the perceived increase of status has to be bigger than the decrease. So even it's like $10 a month. Yeah. Right? Like $7.99. $7.99. Or no, it's $9.99 for you and a friend. So it's basically less than five bucks a month. Yeah. But why would they join today? So, I think I asked you that a few weeks ago. Why today? Yeah. Because and I'm working, I'm working on that. Yeah. Yeah. And giving a trial and and then giving people a trial and also having emails set up to go to them to to make sure that they they have guidance as they start right like try this meditation today do mm -hmm. this meditation today you know like really kind of hold their hands so that's a good experience because i 
you know, how many seven day trials have I joined that I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. And then I don't do anything. So yeah, I want to help. If you're yeah. So one of the things so. specifically for like an app with meditations that I bought was like a series of meditations where I got the first one free. And if I wanted to keep listening, like I had to buy the app and that was really helpful. Cause I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. loved it. Like I wanted to keep doing the mm-hmm. thing. Um, Mm-hmm. I think one of the other the other beliefs that would be helpful for you to adopt is like you're just willing to try things until it works. That's super underrated. Yeah. Like, what if every month you had a new project that you were I don't know if that's if you have the team to help you carry that out, but like I'm willing to try as many things as it takes to figure out how do people get to get people into this app because meditation does make people's lives better. It does. It helps them be more present, better parents, better spouses, better members of society, like more creative. There's so many awesome things about meditation. Are you willing to fight for them to get in there? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Thank you. The other belief that I want you to like, the thing we get is like, your app is like the bee's knees. Like you got to believe it. It's awesome. Even if it, even if you're not doing cheerleading dancing, what's your version of this is awesome. More people need it. Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe that I won't dance about it, but I do believe it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Any final questions or thoughts? Or coaching? So I don't have a question or thought, but I wanted to take a screenshot of the first thing and I didn't take it. So if somebody took a screenshot of your screen, <laughs> they can send it <laughs> or um, I know I can talk to you about it too later, yeah, but in, it'll be um, in the recording as well. Oh, duh. Okay. Duh. I'm blaming mom brain. Thanks. <laughs> well, yeah, you're tired. It's okay. <laughs> Any other questions? or coaching people want. I feel like there's like someone who's contemplating. Um, I'll just, I will wrap up. If one of you guys decides to jump on, that's totally fine, but I'm gonna start wrapping up. So one of the things that I know is like the people who make the biggest differences in people's lives and make the most money are the people who understand how to like use demand for good. Right. Um, when I think about some of my favorite entrepreneurs, like Apple is the one that came to mind when I was thinking about demand, like they create great products and they know how to like build it up. Right. Like they like get people excited and it's a great offer for people. People love it. Right. It's not like they're harming people all of you guys on this call have awesome things to offer. And so it's okay to use this, this, like the word that comes to like force or like law, or it's not manipulation, but the idea to like persuade people to do something, to take action for their good. That's sales. That's, that's marketing. That's like part of being in business is to learn how to create demand and get people to take action for your offers, for your products, for your services. And so 
If you've lost the enchantment for what you do, I recommend getting resold on what you're offering. I think one of the easiest ways to like be a good salesperson is just to believe in what you do, right? You don't need to convince anyone. You just know it's great and it's going to help people. And so if you've lost like the sparkle, the, the like love for what you do or what you offer, what you sell, like spend time falling in love with it again. And I think that you'll reignite that passion and the desire to share it. Um, and then also just like imagining the people who already want what you have. They're already looking, they're already wanting a solution. And you could spend time like arguing that. I don't think it's helpful to argue like people really aren't. Like imagine them in your mind that they're looking, okay? That will help your copy be more compelling and what you say and share is gonna be more intriguing to the people who will end up buying from you, okay? So spend time thinking about them and innovating for them because those are your best people to sell to. <laughs> okay, any final questions or thoughts before we end? Okay, then I will see you guys next week on Monday, I think. So our schedule is a little wonky. Monday at 10 a.m. Okay. And I will see you guys then, okay? Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.